0: I had some sound issues on the last uh, podcast, so I thought I'll do this again. I had too much background noise and it was very difficult to hear me. And I think I actually need to speak up more. That's probably better there. <coughs> I think I talk quite quietly anyway, so it's I need to be either close to the mic or higher volume. <laughs> but this song, this is such a beautiful song. a popular TikTok background sound, but I really like it. What's it called here? (coughs) Uh, I think I'm addicted to TikTok. (laughs) I'm going through a TikTok stage at the moment because I'm finding so much uh, just different information. Uh, I am a truth seeker and I'm uh, like a just love to learn, so <coughs> when I can find new sources of learning, I find that very exciting. So that's really all I want to do every day is just learn more and more and research and talk to people about different ideas and different people's thoughts and uh, people's uh, yeah ideas, like stories of their wisdom, their past... So yeah, it's a perfect for me to be able to do podcasts. That's my perfect uh occupation. So hence why I'm learning to do podcasts because I feel like it's the perfect uh it's the perfect way to live a, an amazing life. Like you can actually uh like y- you can travel the world doing podcasts you can uh choose who you want to speak to <laughs> you can uh choose what topics you want to talk about like you and you can just connect with people uh on a a level that you, d- you takes usually takes a lot longer time because if you're if you're sitting down with someone even just for an hour in that hour you c- you actually it's just one on one and so you connect with someone on a deeper level like we we don't often give each other time that a podcast seems to offer so i really really enjoy doing them and the key i think is to get yeah to get the essence out of the person like wow i've only just started talking to people on podcasts but to get their their essence and to get their story and to get their uh, their wisdom. What's their wisdom in their? What have they experienced in their life? What's their life hacks? And what's their beliefs on the world? And yeah, maybe they've got a a better belief that we can learn from. Mm. Everyone's had so such a different and varied lives. So yeah, podcast perfect way to to get to unravel all those those that journey of that of that soul that you're talking to. Yeah, so for me that's hey, that's the perfect job so that's why I'm doing it every day every day sometimes two a day because yeah, it's just sound, seems right uh we don't talk enough with people anymore i feel like we're so busy that we don't sit and talk with people so that's the the power of having those conversations and to be able to then share those conversations with people who are unable to have that conversation with somebody it's uh I got so much value out of with, uh, Joe Rogan and his his for over the last few years from the conversations, like just bullshit, just sometimes just like uh, uh, Duncan Trussell was one of my favourites because he's just, yeah, they just go on such, down such rabbit holes. <laughs> 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 like it's just so fun. It's fun, they have fun and uh, it's great to hear people having fun in conversation we don't d- we don't hear that enough everything's always so serious the news everyone's dead dead pan and uh, occasionally you get the weatherman having a bit of a joke but yeah everything's so serious everything and uh mm. yeah maybe we need to have more jokers in the world. That was uh, I can't remember where I heard this. Maybe it was Osho. It said that in the king's courts, they would always have the jokers and the 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 clown type personality, and they were part of the court. And they were part of the court because it took away from the seriousness of events and the the idea is that like life is not serious and so if you head into that world of seriousness and then you you don't connect with the world the same way and so you make incorrect decisions if you're in that serious state if you're in the the more uh maybe less fear based state if you're not fearful like because that's that's the thing when you you can make the wrong decisions when you're in a fear based state so having the those jokers and the the fun people the entertainment the music the changes the whole vibe from serious to fun and you can even have the most dial dire, dire circumstance, but you can somehow <sighs> don't fall into the seriousness of it yeah and i I think that's maybe that's the failure of the corporate world is they they have no no jokers like you sit in a boardroom and there's 20 people in there and it's just so deadpan and it really is dry and I I lived that well for a while and I have one memorable 3-year project that and it was probably there was a few factors but there was one one guy there that was the joker <laughs> in a c- team of about 25 people and he, he just was always joking. He was organizing events and just having a good. Like he was, he was getting paid for that. He was also skilled at what he did, but he was, uh, like to have him there was the worth every cent because you ha- you have to have that in your team, or your community, or your your village, your city or your little work team someone who breaks the, s- the seriousness of things yeah I've got a, a Buddha oh you can just see the corner of it actually over here just there it's a, a uh, like a fat Buddha a laughing Buddha And I I remember a story Osho talked about where in Japan there was a a Buddha, an enlightened uh, man, who would go, like his teaching method, because he had found enlightenment. So he discovered the truths of the universe and realized that we're all one and that life is... Just a magic adventure, <laughs> and that it all is wonderful and in, and beautiful he discovered that, so he was he just went around and was just turn up to the town square and just start laughing and play games with all the kids and like bring this joyful spirit to the village <laughs> he just like start laughing hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's many many forms of like enlightenment, but ultimately enlightenment, I think, means uh, has a, a certain wisdom or knowing of of some of the truths of the universe, and that's what you call the mystic. They reach that mystical state. But the the interesting thing is that we haven't, like, our society has been program to think that it's it's only possible for one person who's going to turn up at some point like this is this is what I don't bu- like I believe that enlightenment is available to everybody even to animals like you reach a state of uh, like oneness I guess which is for me like it doesn't you don't get it all the time right I'm not I've got, for me, I'm on my upward journey, always, always moving upwards. Yeah, it's a constant state of learning. there is a there is a point where you reach a state that's bringing you the joy joyful joyfulness being in a state of joy for the majority of your life uh, and i know the the hindus have all stages of enlightenment uh, but it's I guess what I'm saying is that it's it's a state that's attainable to everybody but we haven't realized that and we don't, um, the majority of us don't even realize that it's uh, possible and for, to reach a state of enlightenment what it (laughs) like what is it but to reach it you have to. The first step is to believe that it's possible, and most people don't believe it's possible. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't believe it's possible, then you're never even gonna. You got no hope. It's you've got to first believe, and it's the what we've been told in history is that it's, it's almost impossible, and that only special people it only comes to special people but if you like the Zen Buddhism they, it's for everybody anyone can become a, a master and, uh, who understands the way the Tao anyone can become that but in Christian circles Muslim, Judaic they don't really they believe it was just a one-off But I I think that's... The story's been a little bit jumbled. So, yeah, it's... uh, I think that, yeah, that's an important step. To believe that you can actually get there. In this life. And and we don't have a lot of time. We don't have a lot of time. You know, like, by the time you're 20... (laughs) You've inherited all this baggage already so then you've got to r- get rid of that baggage and trauma and tho- those parts of your life learn from them and like discard them so they're not holding you down anymore so maybe by the time you're about 30 35 you've managed to do that <laughs> and then you it, you start to open your eyes as to what what is god or what is nature? What is everything around us? And that begins the journey. And so yeah, five, ten year journey. Yoga and meditation and like all these steps of purification. <coughs> no, by fifty and then maybe another ten years of work and then you become enlightened and then you've got like how much more time have you got? <laughs> and that's like the the enlightened state I think is a state where you you just have wisdom you know you, you know truths and you can then share them and so like we should all strive for enlightenment we should all in strive to be the sages because then we can share that wisdom with people around us and that's been my that's been my uh, quest my is to improve myself and learn what like cuz i know i know that like i knew that the sages were talking about something what are they all talking about it's in every religion this spiritual space you know the halo around the head it's of course it's possible and it's possible for everybody uh yeah So it's like, well, this is worth, this is worth doing because imagine getting to that place and then imagine what you can do, how you can fix things. I always, my, my mother, most beautiful, amazing woman, but she had traumas. Her sister had passed away and her best friend and then her daughter and She had, yeah, she had trauma, a lot of trauma, and there was no, they don't in those days they didn't have anywhere to talk. Everything was just like, don't speak about it. So, yeah, she had some issues that, like, and I and my stepfather wasn't around. He was half the time he would work away. (coughs) So I was sort of put in this position of needing to assist like help my mum in these drunken states of like sadness yeah that was pretty shit like that was it made me it made me angry like I was angry because I couldn't help wasn't able to uh, wasn't didn't have any idea how to help but it's my mother and so that that was a real sort of set in place this desire to be able to learn to help people and that was what I was drawn, the spiritual path it's like learn there's something in that, that's where it is and so yeah I've been on this journey that I'm just uh, can't stop learning more and more I'm just, like, it's my passion is raising my vibration. And, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so it's, and that means that I can then help others. And already for me, like, being involved in a community and just learning so much in that, being able to help people because this the community it offered us a, a home for people that didn't have a home but it also offered them like family and friends and like uh, just place to hang out and communicate with each other and listen to music and play music and and that was the he- that was healing like that gave me such satisfaction to see that people who were passing through were being healed as they they came and went and they fell in love and then they like yeah and so yeah I wonder how many people do podcasts, solo podcasts. <laughs> and I wonder how <laughs> successful they are. Uh, there must be somebody that does solo podcasts. It's sort of like gaming, but like I'm actually not doing anything. I'm just like straight into my mind and out. But yeah, the, the silence. Uh, in usually you'd have someone to change the topic, or bring up another topic, (laughs) yeah, it's good practice, I highly recommend it, we should all do it, just talk to yourself, I remember Osho said he he just, if no one wants, if you've got things to say, but no one wants to hear, just go and talk in front of a mirror, so I'm pretty much doing that. Like I can see myself on the screen <laughs> and I am talking because no one wants to hear. And it's like, okay, cool, this is good. I like it. And then maybe there is people who want to hear. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna be uh this is my my career interviewing people from all over the world. Yeah Amazing people (laughs) That sounds like fun Sounds like fun Mm. My beard And my moustache The plan is For the moustache Is to it's meant to p- keep growing to the out. This bit here, at the moment, it's sort of hanging down onto my top lip, which I think would irritate most people. <laughs> yeah so the idea of enlightenment is not an impossibility and so I've been striving for it keep striving keep striving but now that's all I want to do and it's funny because I live in a world that's very hard to to make that happen because unless you've got a uh, support around you but to be, like, a spiritual seeker, like, the problem is, is you just lose interest in everything. <laughs> like, most... Like, I, I'm i not interested in working in a nine-to-five job anymore. Like, I just couldn't do it. I just can't do it. And I'm... And I, so I won't. But it's... You like what I want to do is be able to read and talk to people and do podcasts every day and build a sustainable village that's what I want to do and be in love and so I'd have my children around me and uh, yeah, so you, it's it, how do you how do you transition into that world? Without, like, it's a very difficult, especially in the West. It's very difficult to transition into that world, where I believe I haven't been to India, but I believe in India, like I know, in when I lived in Thailand, the, the monks with their begging bowls will go into town in the mornings, and and the the locals will have food f- prepared for them. You know, like, if, like, that's a, it's part of their culture that there's spiritual people, people wanting or seeking are um, allowed to go and sit under a tree and given the time to be able to do that. uh, And the community provides for them because they see them as a, a good thing. Having spiritual people around uh they have wisdom to share, like they're the sages and the druids, like in the past they were the most respected where somehow our culture we we, <laughs> we don't we don't even have traveling druids anymore, like they're yeah it's just not even a thing to hitchhike around it's like we see we don't see people just wandering unless they're homeless and then that's a they're in a not a very good mental state But what about the travelling druid who was like spiritually evolved and wise like the wizard there would have been them getting around just like (laughs) Gandalf Mm. but yeah so it's in the west it's very hard to have a, uh, unless you're in the the, p- the particular denominations, like if you're in the Buddhism stream, then they do, they have mm. monasteries. But like for me, it's not, that's not my path because I, I don't want to w- withdraw from the senses. I want to explore the senses. Like I'm more into the, the world of uh, Tantra, like the the outer world. Where I think Buddhism has more gone, is it's, it's th- a different path. Uh, so yeah, it's. But that's the thing with tantra. It's it, your mind goes to sex. That is part of it, but it's way more than that. It's it's about drinking this coffee with uh, awareness and savoring every every drop. And all the different flavours as it moves through the mouth, like the it's exploring the beauty that is around us. Oh, I've got Stripey's arrived. Hello, I've got a wild cat that he lives in the neighbour's barn. Hello, but he's beautiful. Hello, how you going, mister? this is stripey hey mister are you hungry Boy, <coughs> i'm gonna get some food for stripey and then i shall be back that good mr stripey you're gonna end up living here now we got we got two cats and Stripey was our third cat who went wild and hadn't seen him for like about six months and then he turns up. <laughs> and that and he's fights with the other Tom Cat here. So they haven't worked out their uh Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna accept each other. They don't like each other at the moment. Ah. <laughs> oh, where were we? What were we talking about? It's oh, gone now. Enlightenment. Enlightenment. I think, as it talked about, like with communities or... The more enlightened your population, the more... Like, the better the society will work. Like, that's, that's a rule for society building and so it's in the best interest of the society to be designed and organized around elevating the people in your community raising their consciousness giving them wisdom so it's like we have to design our societies around that and I think that's where we've gone off a little bit off 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 point because uh, once that starts to deteriorate and you don't have that as your priority, then you start to see like breakdowns of civilization. Mm. Yeah. interested to learn more about the tribal systems of northern India because they there was a so the Proto Indo Europeans like they have a they had a tribal system because they only could have had tribes they were sort of horse herding like I believe those like the Mongol sort of design of they have yurts and they travel and they can move with the herds and so they can move in the area or they can move long distances and but they had structure like the whole tribe would have had to go wherever they were moving so they were very mobile but they had to have like just be still mobile but big enough to be able to like conquer other tribes or not get destroyed by other tribes if you it's all about survival in those d- in those days it was a tribe attacking another tribe I believe until the tribes amalgamated or but yeah the, the system that they built the societal design of those tribes over thousands of years would have developed in a way that by the end of the the end of the tribal design that's you know the, the northern indian tribes in the 1800s like they would i'm pretty sure they would have had the same system like the the best one like I- evolution would play out in tribal and kingdoms like over time it's the most superior one would would win would defeat the less superior. So that's where I believe like the proto-indo-europeans had developed a system, a tribal system that allowed them to expand all through Europe, all through all the way to China. And the, you know, the symbol that we're allowed to talk about, the revolving Big Dipper, uh, is like, uh, is through so many different cultures, which would indicate their, I believe, their influence of their tribal system is what, is what, that allowed them to conquer the world. And and you know that they did at one point conquer the world because the root language of the Proto-Indo-Europeans is, uh, they think it could be Sanskrit, like the original language. And then their languages went, we might have a catfight here in a second. You guys be friendly. Thank you, Mango. Hey. Hey. Be nice. You might hear some screeching in a second. <laughs> yeah, so they, they developed a system that allowed for the spread of their their system, because you see their symbols all through these different civilizations. And to me, that indicates that they had this system, and uh, and I have an idea that they had this tribal system with 12 different clans and the 12 different clans is because there's 12 different types of people like, living in the community here I realized we can't all live together we're all different and but we we group into our you know our gangs where we vibe we just naturally do that so you have a, a tribe a group of a community or a village but it's split into the like the 12 12 segments 12 di- little different sections uh and then it, they're sort of around a central space and so everyone finds naturally where they want to be the families could in I- are in one area you know you have your warriors in another you, it's like this natural finding your little clan who the musicians, the gardeners the, the teachers and the educators so you have all these different clans and yeah 12 12 is the magic number 12 clans 12 types of p- zodiacs and I believe this is what they were telling us and so mm, and I want to try it I want to build a sustainable village with 12 clans 12 little subgroups of one big tribe and you could have 120 in each clan or you had no you'd have a hundred in each clan Or and then so 1,200 people all up In a sustainable village and each does uh, They specialize in different things So you have your musicians that they got their little entertainment clan and they got beautiful buildings for entertaining and uh, are doing cool, cool stage shows and just got all everything they need to create, and then they can have visitors. They have people come in to stay and, and hang out in the in this entertainment clan, right? And and this you see this as this uh, happens because in Bali, you look at the villages; they all specialize in certain uh, activities, and I've re- I realize why that is is because this is when you specialize, you get the masters, you get the experts staying there and then they sort this this mentor-ish mentoring program begins. So you go to the place where all the masters are, they're all in one group and then they can share their wisdom and they get better and better. This is how it used to be done. This is the old way. But the whole tribe, one tribe, 12 clans, the 12 clans are all together. They just may not uh, live exactly right next to each other. <coughs> As I say that, the, the musician and the farmer have totally different working hours. <laughs> right? They just can't live together. It doesn't work. But you need to put them in their little, their little clans. And I want to test this theory, I want to try it, Uh, so yeah, let's do it, let's do it. Uh, Yeah, and, and, where was I, guys? The two cats, Stripey and Mango, uh, for the first time not growling at each other. Mingo's sitting next to me on the chair, and Stripey's about five foot away. They've just been fed nice, nice can of cat food. Very learning to really enjoy cats. They're, they're amazing animals. Amazing. Stripey he he catches rabbits. He's a rabbit hunter, and so and rats and mice. So he. uh... He he disappeared off into uh, over the last year and a half, maybe two years. Like he'd sort of disappear for a few days, and then come home, and then disappear again. And but he, we know where he goes. Is that the neighbors have a barn with hay in it, and that's where he lives. So he went away for like six months, and I haven't seen him. But he's ar- he arrived back last week. <laughs> And he's appearing more and more. I gave him some canned tuna last night. So he arrived back... <laughs> ...again tonight. And he got another can of wet food, so... I think he's... We get back again tomorrow. Well, As long as Mango and Stripe become friends, that would be cool. You too. Mmm... Yeah, so the, these Indo-European, pr- proto-Indo-Europeans, fascinating bunch that we know very little about, but we know that they were there because their impact throughout all of the world, basically. And, like, there's even evidence in North America with the Navajo. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a history we've lost. But these guys, you can see remnants with the Scythians and they were a great uh, group of people that went in and moved through through Europe. Hey, Stripey. When Stripey first came back, he, he latched onto my feet, onto my ankle. Just attacked it. <laughs> so <laughs> my ankles get a bit twitchy when he's around. Oh, it's good. Hopefully, he's he's off. Mm -hmm. We go forty-two minutes. Yeah, I wonder how many podcasts just chatting on your own, Hmm. solo podcasting. Interesting. What a concept. Yeah, there's been a so the North and in North Indian tribes came in to India around fifteen hundred BC and that was the Proto Indo European tribes. They came in through Afghanistan, I believe. And like the the Buddha, his the tribe that was formed there, his kingdom that he was a prince of, uh, he, that was descending from these Proto-Indo-Europeans. And they tended to, so they had a, somehow they had a system, a societal system that worked. And like they, when they came in to India, there's, there's no evidence of battle took place. They basically came in and took over the ruling of India. And they also bought the Sanskrit. They w- so they bought culture with them. They bought Sanskrit. They bought the Vedas. So they bought... Like this, is, this is the thing I, I've read about in the historians. They can't understand why. How did they do that without conquering? but they had the culture they had the sanskrit the vedas they had they must have been very advanced spiritually like they talk about soma like we've all uh, heard of soma that the they used it uh, had a a medicine that they would use to help enlighten the population the people like Soma it was a you take it and it sends you and shows you God. But they had these ceremonies like they they realized the the importance of elevating your peoples because their tribes had to be the best. Otherwise they would be defeated. And this natural evolution of the tribe would have eventually found the best version and that's where I think you get to with like the twelve tribes of the Israelites these guys had reached the pinnacle like they had reached this pinnacle of something <laughs> like it's hard to tell they had some powers they had some uh, but yeah I don't know maybe they hadn't reached pinnacle because it looks like it all went bad. And they all split up... ...which I'm not sure why... ...why would they split up... ...the twelve tribes... ...we're never really given a, r- a good reason... ...as to why that is... ...there's some... ...dodginess goes down... ...like the tribe of Benjamin... ...is slain... ...some... S- ...a woman is... R- ...is raped... ...and... ...a tribe... Is our Benjamin The tribe Benjamin Refuses to hand over the people Like Yeah, it gets really Uh, strange But it's enough For the tribes to split away From each other you know, there's talk of one tribe Worshipping a cow But I would love to know the true story Because I think My feeling is Is that The tribes Twelve tribes of Isra- the Israelites Uh, uh, like proto-indo-european maybe from the Scythians or like they've evolved through from that that system like they they reached great heights and then something happened like the Egyptians they, they reached great heights the Babylonians reached great heights But yeah, then they they t- they split apart for some reason. I'm not sure what that is. Somehow something to do with Jesus, but they it's at a different timeline. <laughs> yeah, these are the, the rabbit holes I love to go down is like 'cause yeah, so the the Israelites are, I believe, just all all Europeans that they just spread, those tribes spread out all over Europe. And there's evidence to suggest that, like the tribe of Dan is a... Tuatha de Dan is like the tribe of Dan in Gaelic or in... But the Irish have a whole story of the Tuatha de Dan, which the tribe of Dan, like it says it right there in the Dan, the tribe of Dan has left its name over so many places in Europe we've got the Danube Denmark uh, Danes Dan like the so that uh, these tribes they all s- went all over all over Europe so we're all of this story like we all s- come from this story and it's uh, I'd love to know more. I'd love to know what actually went down. Because I don't believe that we're told the full story. But it's an important part of history that needs to be talked about. There's so many... So ev- everyone's got different ideas. And it was a long time ago. <laughs> mm. But yeah, there was times when tribal systems were probably superior... Uh, maybe there's a particular size that the tribal system is the most superior in like numbers of people I don't know and the tribe then expands but I guess you y- you're talking like little little societies a tribe and I guess not all tribes move not all tribes are mobile when I think of tribe I think of the Like Genghis Khan And his All these horses Pulling along their little uh, Their huts Their uh And the word escapes me At the moment <coughs> mm. So yeah There's so much to learn About the The tribal systems And the northern Indians still had their tribal systems, although they had started to, like, tribal systems that grew mm. into empires and kingdoms. And there were so many, many different ones, there so many different kingdoms, and you know, they'd have uh, alliances, and they'd have treaties, and they'd have all, like, it was all happening. But then when I think the English went in, they just basically tore it all apart that's what it seems and they didn't record anything about this like this yeah there's just not information about tribal systems and I believe the reason that is is because it's like we as humans evolve and connect and thrive the most living in Uh, ...tribes... ...I guess that's the easiest way to say it... ...but a tribe can be a mobile tribe... ...or it can be a a little village... ...but that's how we evolve the fastest... ...and that's how we... ...become the most creative... ...and that's how we produce the most... ...and... ...for some reason... ...we haven't been shown how to, to recreate those tribes. Like it's a uh, difficulty to find the information... ...but it's still there. That's the beautiful thing... ...is there's the Balinese are still there. You've got the Maoris... you got the Aboriginal... ...Australian Aboriginal... ...or Indigenous. Uh, you've got tribes still... ...all through the world. And then you've got stories... Like the Vikings and the, the sagas, and there's information in all this. It's let's just check it around, and it's now we're in the, the place where we we put it all together again, and then we we rediscover these these different ways of living that do bring the harmony and connection again. You know, this even goes up. To the point where most of of us believe that the tribal system was uh, primitive. So, this is something that we need to to show that's not the case. That it's actually very complex and the societies that, that form in a tribal, like in a community, become quite complex the people need to be quite complex to be able to live in this world of full social interaction. Like you have to be quite complex. You gotta be quite Yeah, that like social like we are social beings. Like we are that's we are we have this like ape like quality where we like to be around <laughs> every other other people. Aloneness is not what we naturally seek. Unless you become a a spiritual seeker. (laughs) But yeah, otherwise like this, we are, we have this natural tendency to want to be around others. Once you start doing that, yeah, once you start doing that, you see Mm. Such a big fan of coffee and sugar and milk. even when it gets cold and you just got that real rich bit of coffee at the bottom. Mm. Very pleasurable. <laughs> this is the, the tantrico in me. It's like starting to open up the senses to the, to enjoying everything around by sometimes like they say 80 percent of your sensory input is through your eyes so that's why if you close your eyes you can your s- e- your ears become more alert Your yes, touch taste because the eyes are very overpowering with the senses coming in so that's a very good little hint if you want to appreciate and you n- we know this instinctively because we'll close our eyes when we have a drink of hot chocolate. Mm. And we savour it. We can really tune into our taste buds. <coughs> yeah, and this is what the uh, it's about exploring the world in every in every way. In the in the enjoyable ways. Exploring nature And inspira- exploring being human So yeah there's, there's so many Amazing Amazing things we can do mm. Alright I'm gonna I think I'm almost done for talking tonight <laughs> It's good I love it. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Send me a message and uh, let me know what you want me to talk about. All right. Much love. Thank you. Bye-bye for now.